You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. Hit the button. I'm hitting the button. Hey, what's <laughs> happening, everybody? It's Brian House here for the Housework Podcast, and uh, we are uh, working for it right here. Mr. Benjamin Butler coming to us live from Pennsylvania. Ooh, the old stomping no grounds. Idaho kicked him out. They said he didn't eat enough potatoes to live in Idaho. <laughs> they said, get the hell out of here. Take your COVID so had, test and leave. <laughs> get the hell out of here and go back to Pennsylvania where you came from. Yeah, the damn East Coast hippie. <laughs> how, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Yeah, made the big, big trek across the cornfields and uh, back here in the old stomping grounds. It's fun to always fun to be back home. That's for sure. Reminds you where you came from, right? It, it sure does. It certainly does. <laughs> I, uh, my, my Instagram stories probably reveal quite a bit for the past couple uh-huh. of years. <laughs> oh, yeah. We had yeah. a pretty good redneck bobsledding uh, course going the other day. That's right. You guys got like a shit ton of snow out there. <laughs> yeah, man. And then it rained today. So all that snow is just getting compacted and turned to slush and and then it's supposed to get colder than hell uh i think christmas day so isn't that just like pennsylvania does snow on you one minute and then rain on you the next yeah if you don't like the weather just just wait five minutes it'll change we say that in florida because we have two seasons we have hot and not so hot and then uh you know it's like i'm not kidding you i have been at a stoplight where it's raining where I am, but that's on the other side of the stoplight. It's sunshine. There's like, it's, <laughs> I can believe it. There's a rainbow in the middle, and there's like oh. old people on motor scooters and craziness yeah. going on down here. And you guys have such a a narrow landmass there too, right? Where you could probably easily get it from both ends coming at you, and just a strange, 
situation. It's rained at my house and in Havana at the same time, if that Man. puts a... Yeah, yeah it's, that's how go. close we are. Yeah, we're about 180 miles north of Havana. Right. Cuba. Cuba. Cubano. So, uh, anyhow, so it's Christmas week. Yeah, it is. It's crazy. We are... I can't even believe it. I can't believe it. It's, it is, I mean, out of control. We record this. So when you hear this, it'll be new or it'll be Christmas Eve. Yeah. Cause it's going to be Thursday. The work for it Thursday on the Makery Network. Um, it is the, the week for me has gone by so quickly because I got, uh, you remember how I always say, like, you know, people ask me all the time if, you know, make them a knife and all this stuff. Yeah. Did you do it? And then, uh, and I always say no. You know, yeah. yeah, right. I'm like, nah, no, nah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I, you know, I got other shit to do because, you know, I'm, I'm busy and I'm, you know, I'm not a great knife maker. I don't make maker, knives. But I make grinders. That's it. And so I, <laughs> I, uh, my wife says to me yesterday, which was Monday, and, um, she says, you know, it would be great is if we made a couple of knives for some family members for Christmas. Uh, and, and I went, yeah, it would, you know, it, it would because these people have been asking, you know, yep. you know, every year. And I have knives in my drawer that were sure. I started for them, could, you know, could, like could all have these, potential, right? <laughs> could have potential. And these were knives that were started for them all these years, you know, years yeah. ago. And I never finished them. So then I told her, OK, well, if you draw up the profile and send it to me in a format that I can pump into my CNC uh, plasma cutter. Well, it'll, that'll take 90% of the work out of it. I can just send it to the plasma cutter, it'll cut the steel, we'll grind it down, we'll make the knives, and we'll do our thing. And uh, so she came up with a really great profile for a knife, and it was in a format that I could use. So I pumped it into CAD, or actually didn't even have to pump it into CAD, pumped it right into Sheet Cam. Sheet Cam then processed it into G code in about. An hour later, I had my knife blank, which uh, is the beauty of modern technology. Now you, right? know, you can have, you know, yeah. you can have a blank cut out pretty quick. Of course, the blank itself is just, you know, one tenth of the work. But, yeah. uh, you know, yep. so we're about midway through the stages and she's actually coming to the studio every evening and helping me with the handles and Very cool. the sanding and stuff. So uh, it's nice to be in the studio with my Sewa. So uh, yeah. I love it. Yeah, she's digging yeah. it though. She's enjoying the process. I mean, she's probably pretty she familiar is. by now, right? She's she's fairly fairly familiar. Uh, there's, you know, she, I don't think people realize the amount of hurry up to wait that goes on in any kind of handmade project, right? You know, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure you get that same thing with furniture. It's like you can do a few steps and then you have to wait a little bit and you, yep. you know move forward. So it's like if we don't do something every day on these knives. They will not be completed by Christmas Day. Yeah, so, yeah. I yeah. say that a lot. You know, it's uh, my my wife gets frustrated at times. Like, why do you have so many projects going and this and that? And it's like, well, you know, glue has to dry, and I have ADD. <laughs> and glue has to dry, and I have ADD. And glue has right, to right. dry. <laughs> um, I have the br- I have the memory of a of a of a goldfish. Right. Uh, I can't swim around the bowl three times and forget how I got you there. You know, this will this will tell you a lot about about Ben Butler, right? I came. I'm at my in laws' house now, and uh, came down here to the basement. Uh, my father-in-law has a small little shop here in the basement and uh, was reminded of four 
inch and a half thick cutting boards that I started this past summer when I was here for a visit as well. Ah, <laughs> and didn't, didn't get them finished. Begging you to be finished. Yeah. Well, hey, now they're Christmas gifts, right? Now you got exactly. something to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. Get to work, I'll Ben. Get, what are you doing podcasting? Right You've got cutting those. boards. You got cutting boards to finish, boy. Yeah. Get down there and finish them cutting boards. You know, with with no jointer and no 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 real tools and but. right. <laughs> it's pretty hey, funny. It's a work for it moment, as Tim Gunn would say. How about Project it? Project Runway, make uh, it work. Make it famous, work. Famous. That's like you started the, this whole thing, right? Those those famous six words. You know what you should do. <laughs> <laughs> you should do this. You should work you for it, baby. Yeah, you you got to work for this. it. Yep. <laughs> Keep on working. <laughs> so, so I got you, some. I got some pretty big news, though. I was. Yeah. I haven't. I've neglected to tell you only because I found out this morning. But I th- also thought, like, hey, nice. this would be fantastic. Exciting. Uh, we both got some yeah. news we can share, probably. Yeah. Go yeah. So, so I took a page out of your book and I approached a hydraulics company a big one and they they sell more than just hydraulics they sell motors and i mean if you you name it this company sells it and i I hesitate to say who it is just yet because we're just finalizing the details but yeah so the press forge project uh is is a definite go for me anyway i was planning on doing it planning on you know making this happen for 2021 uh to draw up plan sets and create a kit for people to go out and purchase and then, you know, they can build their own forge press. And uh, my wife, full of great ideas, says, well, why don't you approach this company before you hit checkout on the on the thing? You know, that's a couple, you know, $1,500 yeah. worth of gear. Why don't you go to them and tell them who you are first and then right. show them what you've done. And then maybe they'll, you know, help support the project. So, you know, 50 emails have gone back and forth between me and the marketing director of this. this, yep. And it's a big company. It's a big, um, like, uh, industrial supply company. Nice. And uh, she says, well, I, and I just got an email just this morning from her. And she says, I approached the executive team with this. And it's a go. We're sending you everything you need to do the project and whatever else you want. Score! And then, we're, and then they're also going to uh, put together a... Uh, this is my idea, basically a kit that they'll supply to you. If you decide you want to build a forge press, Oh, cool! you just go on their website and click Brian house forge press, uh, yeah. you know, and they they'll send you all the fittings, the hoses, the hydraulic oh, Ram, cool. the motor, the tank, e- everything. It's all in one thing. And they'll just Brilliant. ship it all to you. There's no thinking involved because yep. hydraulics are really kind of complicated anyway so i don't fully understand them yet but well yeah and if you're if you're just wanting to make knives you don't want to have to learn hydraulics you know yeah and if you don't have seven or eight grand to drop on a forge press yeah you know you can get this done for a pretty good price dude that is really cool and you know i think it's it's funny because when you were when you were explaining that you know i can remember a time on social media where it was a big thing like, Oh, you're selling out to the brands and this and that. But to me, that's a partnership, right? Like that's a true, um, you're, you're working with them to develop something to benefit your following, right. Or, yeah. or, or the following of, of the podcast or whatever. But that those are the, to me, those are the best kinds of arrangements where, um, Sure, you got some free product, but in in the end, you've put together a package that 
anybody can access, right? That saves people time, saves people money, all of those things. And use whatever influence we have, right? I mean, neither of us probably have that much influence in the grand world, but whatever you do have, you can use it to help other people out and, uh, you know, put together kits or put together knowledge, whatever it is. I think it's just so... I always get so jazzed whenever you pull off something like that. It's like, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you are the one that, I mean, I've learned a little bit from you because you, even with your influence on Instagram, you have yep. uh, brands that want to work with you. And so <sighs> I would thought, well, maybe this isn't out of the realm of possibility. And, you know, the I th- here's what I've learned doing the 2 by 72 belt grinder project because I'm not a motor or a VFD right. salesperson. I don't, I don't sell those. I don't want to sell them. Um, there's, they're readily available all over the place, but because so many people have built my grinder, whatever I recommend something, whether it be on Amazon, whether it be a tool, whether it be a motor or VFD, they immediately sell out. I mean, right. it's gone. Yeah. So, you know, when I went to surplus, uh, I can't say their name. I, I, I won't <laughs> say their name. I can't say their name. When I went to them, th- these people, beep, uh, when I went to them and I told them this, um, I said, look, every time I recommend something, it goes, uh, you know, I've sold out, uh, all the motors at automation direct yeah. four times over. Man. So, <clears throat> so they, they get a shipment in of a hundred, 150. I write, I, I get an email. They're back in stock. I send it out. They're yep. almost gone almost gone. immediately. So, yeah. um, and I got that recommendation from Dan over at, uh, DC knives Mm-hmm. He's the one that told me about them and, and, you know, he includes them, in, you know, in their blogs and stuff, but there's no affiliation. I make no money yeah. on that transaction at all. Right. It's just that it helps the, the person who is buying the stuff from me to build the grinder to yeah. actually accomplish what they want. So it's a, it's a win-win. Yeah. I don't, I don't see it like selling out where I used to, I probably, when I was <clears throat> right. younger, I, I, I would have you know, yep. seen it that way, but because I have seen, I mean, I probably answer this question at least four times a day. I'm looking for that motor that you recommend. Right? It's out of stock. Where can I find it? If I partner with this big industrial company, that will never effing happen right. again. You'll have I will a, tell a them like source. Yep. stock these times a thousand and yep. then we'll never run out and we'll always have them. Uh, yeah. Because they even came back to me and saw that the the plan set that I'd already, the rudimentary plan set that I had put together for the forge press, she's like, look, we only have 150 of these in stock and they're not a regularly stocked item. So if you recommend this, it's going to be the same problem. And yeah. then, uh, you know, so she's saying, you know, instead so of that one, ahead. Yeah. right, they're planning ahead See, with me, which I think is amazing. Yeah, that's brilliant. I mean, you you couldn't ask for more and that's, I'll say this. Well, I'll say two things. A lot of folks say, oh, you know, get you get all that stuff. Well, I'll encourage anybody to just ask. You know, it doesn't hurt to ask. <laughs> You'll right. never know what kind of influence you have until you you test it, right? And I, I kind of started doing that pretty early on in my little Instagram adventures, you know, and I mean, I hit a thousand followers and I was like, shit, yeah, I'm going to start <laughs> getting some free stuff. You know, I got a bottle yeah. of glue or something, but, um, <laughs> you know, um, and I think Trade Bond is a total official sponsor of the Benjamin Butler company. <laughs> right? They sent him a four ounce bottle of, 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 of wood glue. Super glue. glue. 
What's that sponsorship worth? Oh, I don't know, about four dollars. About sixty nine cents. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I, I think it doesn't hurt to ask. And 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 the you know the the worst thing the worst anybody's going to tell you is no. Uh, but also yeah. be realistic, you know, and I think it's, there are some folks who, um, who would suggest that, uh, folks settling for less than, than market value, uh, hurt influencers ability to make money and, you know, that kind of thing. And Hey, that, that may be true. That maybe not, I don't know, but at the end of the day, you know, I think it, it you have to work at it as, as we all know, um, today to get a following, uh, to build a community online, it, it's getting harder and harder. And you would think that it would get easier and easier, but I believe it's getting harder and harder. And so if you find that that's a goal of yours, you're going to have to really work your ass off for it. But there's also other ways to accomplish it, you know, and it's, Oh, you know, working with folks like us or reach out to us and, you know, we can help folks in different ways. And, and I think to me, yes, there was a time you get caught up, right? And you say, man, I just want to get more and more and more and more shit. You know, I want to get more free stuff. But then you start to realize like, wait a minute, I, if I want to have a good, strong community, you have to make moves to, to help that community out. Right. Um, folks help us out all the time by, following along and commenting and interacting and everything else. Um, and fairly simple things that you don't necessarily think like, Oh, I'm helping them, but it's a huge help. It's a massive help. And so I think that the moves that, that I think we both try to make are to make life easier or better in some way for the people that follow us. And so that people can accomplish and build, you know, more and better things, which I think is, that's the exciting part. Yeah, you're empowering a whole series of events to take place for someone when you can give them something they wouldn't normally have yeah. had access to. So, you know, the what the Grinder Project did was it, it took a lot of guys who were grinding on one by thirties from mm -hmm. Harbor Freight and they saw me build a grinder and they, you know, they maybe had some money stashed away for that future buy. And then they realized, you know what, if I just work for it a little bit and I build my own grinder, I can step up my game. And I've known, I have now known about three different people who have leveraged that to go full time in knife making. Right. Or just yeah. making in general. And that's because they were, they had access to a tool they didn't have access to. Um, I, I'm actually watching, um, I'm revisiting the, uh, the TV show on Netflix called House of Cards. Oh, with great Kevin show. Spacey. Yeah. Great show. Great show. Kevin Spacey, uh, you know, a lot of controversy around that guy about a lot of things that I, yeah. I'm really sad about. But the show, you can't take away from the show's brilliance. And there's a quote that he says in the show, and he says, money is the McMansion in Sarasota that starts falling apart after 10 years. Power is the old stone building that stands for centuries. And I think what, you know, the, what you're liking that whole thing about getting free shit is great and all, but there's only so many things that you can have. It's like, yeah, I got a know, one car I, garage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and even if you had a 10 car garage, yeah. really, what are you going to do? You don't have that much time. So no. you'd have to really, you know, look at what you have and do with what you have. And, and yeah. then eventually you have to ask yourself, 
you know, what's your purpose and your, what's your passions and what, what do they boil down to at the end of the day? Yeah. And for me, it's been, been building the community that I'm in uh, and wanting to, and was a part of, and then now I'm kind of like just creating something else. But at the same time, I, th- I think what is the beautiful part about being a part of in the maker community is just the fact that I found the, my, my fellow freaks, all the people who right. are just like me, who are doing the same amount of stuff and wanting to build, build and learn things. And then also being able to help those people yes. in the way that my skill sets actually do help them. You know, I have yep. engineering skill sets and I have, uh, you know, educational skill sets and things like that. So yeah. if I have the power to organize and the power to influence, and I also help the community while I'm doing it, man, that's like the best life ever. I feel like the most blessed person on the planet to be no honest. I really love, 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 love what I'm doing every day. It's a- And I think it shows. Yeah, it's it's a cool spot to be in, and it's not uh, one I would ever have imagined myself to be in. And, and you're so damn good at it too, Ben. Well, I, I, you, you are too. <laughs> I tell you, man, I watch your stuff, and I'm like, he's just waiting to blow up. I, and I, oh, am, when I say that, I mean it because I look at your work, and like I've said in the past, you're educating people with twenty to thirty second clips. Yeah. It's super powerful shit, man, and it's, and it's uh, it's great to watch. It's fun, I, and it's I I think you know to somewhat segue into our our topic. You know, one of my definite goals moving into this coming year is to to ramp that up to longer format stuff. You know, and to get into producing videos that sort of follow through an entire process. And I think that's part of, I'm, I'm in the middle, you know, I, I'm kind of at the end of that. Okay. How many little 20 second tips can I show? I'm out of fucking tips, <laughs> you know? Um, and so you get to that point where you have to pivot and pivots are never that easy. I don't think, but, um, I will be adding CNC to my shop in the new year, which is really pretty damn exciting for me. So you're getting a what a wood router CNC yeah. situation. Mhm. Yep, and it'll be coming out soon enough. I'm kind of similar to you finalizing talks and paperwork and all that, but as to who it's with, but pretty big uh CNC outfit and uh it'll involve creating some longer form content, some some YouTube videos and uh more or less put me on a monthly schedule for the next year. So that'll be no exciting kidding. to put out some videos. And, you know, I've dabbled in CNC uh, between 3D printing. And I actually had a, at the time it was called a Maslow CNC. And now I believe it goes by the name Maker Made. Uh, Tim Sways actually got one in his shop. If you know Tim, uh, New Perspectives Music and Reclaimed Audio Podcast. Um it's a huge four by eight uh, machine that actually, instead of laying flat or horizontal to the ground, it leans up against the wall almost. So it's as if, if you took a sheet of plywood and leaned it up against the wall. And then it's got more or less bicycle chains <clears throat> that drive a sled <laughs> around oh, wow. the uh, like around the actual 
Uh, I've seen this piece. concept before. It's insanity, yeah. man. I mean, yeah, it's the, neat the, looking. The amount of force that's on <laughs> on those chains, and you build the whole thing yourself, right? So it comes as a flat rate box full of fucking chain and servo motors and a, a Arduino, and uh, you build it yourself. And so it, it ends up. I was I was very surprised how accurate I could get that thing, but. It was, it was a true tinker's machine, right? Every time I wanted to make a cut, I had to tweak something. And so I'm excited to add, I'll be adding a 24 by 36 machine to the shop. Uh, with okay, all the, 24 by 30, so two by three. Two by three, which is, you know, that's pretty standard for like a Shapeoko or the, the some of the others that are out there, hobbyist grade. Um, I would say this company uh, probably steps it up a notch. This one comes with a dedicated spindle and you know, all the software. Uh, I'll be learning some Vetric software, so I'm excited for that. Yeah, so I was just going to ask, what's it called, the, the software package that you use? It's Vet, Vetric? Yeah, VCarve is one of them. And then I'll probably dabble, I'll probably jump into Fusion for Ooh, design fusion. work and it's then my favorite you know love me some fusion i've played with it and one of the things i've played with have you ever played with um tinkercad you, yeah. we mentioned this yeah we talked about yeah. this yeah that's a pretty fun little little software for folks wanting to dabble in, in oh uh, yeah i actually designed a um <laughs> i designed a glue bottle stand using um tinkercad the other day i saw uh, some folks from Green Street uh, Carpentry or Green Street Woodworking, I can't remember which, they have, they sell a 3D printed glue bottle stand. And so basically you can put your tight bond bottle in upside down. They put a little wet piece of sponge at the bottom and it's that way your glue's always ready to squeeze because otherwise you pick up the damn glue bottle. Yeah, and you, you got to shake it. it Especially if it shit. gets cold in your shop. And yeah. You're really stuck. Well, the problem is... The fucking sponge froze. <laughs> so the glue didn't Isn't freeze. It's time sponge to get a froze. heater in your shop. I mean, come on. You live in Idaho for fuck's sake. I you mean, were just you talking about something. partnerships. I, I just haven't found anybody who wants to give me one. <laughs> I mean, if you got into knife making, you just turn on your kiln and warm I, the whole place what, up. Jack said that the other day. He's oh like, God. just get a forge, Dad. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, there Fire you go, that. Bud. Fire that thing up and warm up your shop. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah, speak, that's speaking of that, speaking of your CNC adventure, yeah. if you haven't already listened to the XYZ podcast with Aaron and uh, Craig, uh, it is good. And it's interesting because Craig puts himself in the position of the novice right. asking the questions, which is like, you know, most of us. And then Aaron is just a wealth of knowledge. So, Yep. Um, and it's funny and it's easy to listen to. So if you haven't checked that out, go check it out. XYZ podcast on your favorite podcast platform, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, Google Play and Stitcher or go to the makery.network website uh, and you can go check them out, um, you know, and learn a little bit about CNC because before my Langmere Systems uh, Crossfire Pro, I had no I mean, I none. Uh, yeah, I didn't understand, you know, any of it. And, you know, now I get it for the most part. I get it. But uh, it's a neat, uh, 
It's a neat. Chris Zepp has got that whole that Tormac thing. That double Tormac. Yeah. <sighs> well, he's got a. Uh, he's got the Tormac. Is it? Is it a Tormac? The wood mich- milling machine too? Because he's got a metal and a wood yeah. miller. Miller. Yeah, it does milling both. I think he's got one that does both. <laughs> yeah, like I don't a cabinet, and it'll do everything. He's got quite the setup. He's he's an impressive guy for sure. He's he's Jeff like Fader a, says he should change his uh YouTube channel instead instead of make everything, he should be have everything. Which I thought <laughs> no was pretty doubt. funny. <laughs> like for as young of a guy as he is he's, to have that yeah, much shit is He's unreal. working for it though. Yeah, he you know, what you don't see behind those scenes all the stuff he does and double duty. all the partnerships he is mate. That guy is going to be a heavy duty contender. Yeah. I mean, in another no year, maybe two. I mean, he's already got a huge following on YouTube, but like, yeah, uh, everyone will know who Chris Zepp is. I think in the, I, in the I very agree. near future, more so, so than uh, even probably some of the bigger names that we would think are going to yep. have that name because he yep. is relentless in his pursuit. And I didn't realize it, but uh, his guy, the other guy that's on uh, the podcast with him, God, his name escapes me now. Oh, Paul Pinto? Paul Pinto. He's actually made a forge press, and he filmed the process on on his channel. Uh. Because I'm doing research on this forge press thing, and I I come across the video by Paul Pinto. I'm like, I wonder if that's the same guy. Sure as shit, it's the same guy, and he's made a really great, uh, you know. So I'm like thinking to myself, well, we have somebody right here in our own network that's done yeah. this exact thing. So that's if you can. Paul's imagine. awesome. Um, I don't, yeah. I don't. If you listen to the Handmade podcast, those guys do the Handmade podcast. Uh, yeah, with him Derek and from Malden. Derek from Malden. Yeah, great guys. Um, I I just I crack up out loud uh, when Paul starts talking about his mom and. <laughs> all the st- <laughs> sterilizing everything for COVID. Uh-huh. It's it uh-huh. is too much yeah. sometimes. It's just hilarious. Oh yeah, it is funny. I, yeah. I the, the, that crew is great. So that's another podcast recommendation. Yeah. By the way, so, so good handmade podcast. Speaking of all of this, we now need to shift into our our primary meat and potatoes yeah. of the, the this uh, topic for the show because I reached out and as you did on Instagram, Facebook, and asked everyone, "What's your 2021 goal look like?" And the response was freaking <laughs> overwhelming. Like I can't, I don't even know how many comments on Instagram <laughs> on both, and then also on Facebook. But we are going to attempt to read all of these and discuss some of them. So, all right, are you ready? I was thinking, Ben, if you want to pull up the post, we'll yep. alternate. So you read cool. one, I'll read one. All right. So um, if you want to stop at, start at the bottom, I, I don't even know how you, we do, we will do this because there's so many, but Hey, we're working for it. Right. Let's see. Yeah. And some of these comments, they're so well thought out. I, I'm so impressed because, you know I, know, I don't give my peers or my contemporaries enough credit for thinking things through like this because there's a lot of people who are listening to this podcast and participating in our social media circles that That's are awesome. looking at the future in the right kind of way. So. I've got Rusendahl. So I'm on the Work For It podcast post. Okay. And that okay. one, I How don't about know. this? You... You do work for it. I'll do housework. How's that? Perfect. That'll, I don't make think it work for it has as many as housework, so that's cool. Right. You can dive into the housework Ru- one once you. Rusendahl works. He says. Chris Rusendahl. Chris Rusendahl. My goal. Down under. My goal is to set up the work area to a hundred percent in the shed, and a career goal is to chase the dollars like a transient whore. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that means, Chris, but uh, I would think that a transient whore does work for her dollars. I think a lot of whores work for their dollars. Yeah, I, mean, I was going to say. I don't know if they're, they all have to be transient. The amount of work that goes into any profession. <laughs> the colorful language that comes out of that crew, including his wife, Whiskey Dick, yeah, right? uh, is, uh, is my, some of my favorite well thought out comments uh, on social media. Uh, all right. Hoot and Knives says, upgrade my equipment with a 2x72 and a heat treating oven so I can grow my skills and my business. That's a, Those are all great tools. 2021 is going to be favorable for us all, I think. Yeah. So, Ian Ma's projects. He says, I think number one would be to practice a lot of blacksmithing. Actually get good and efficient at forging. That will eventually turn into forging knives and other pointy things. And hopefully turn into tool making, starting with tomahawks and tongs, and then possibly getting into hammers. Man, Ian and I have a lot of the same goals. I actually really want to um, do the, a lot of those same things. In fact, the one of the first things I want to do with this induction forge is is start making tongs. Oh yeah, uh, and hammers. So those are that's. Uh, and by the way, I didn't mention this, but my new induction forge. This is the third one they've shipped me. It came today in a big wooden crate, <laughs> and the, the lid was on it, and oh. all the stuff was in it, and it looks like it's going to work. So I yes! just need to modify some hosing and everything so I can get my cooler set up so I can actually turn the damn thing on. Third time's the charm. Holy shit! Well, here's here. You want to hear the what's funny about this is that so the first two came from Amazon. Okay. Shipped Prime. And then the second one, Derek Melton, who is, uh, he's a Forged and Fire champion. Him and I have been collaborating uh, on this induction forge thing for a while now. Uh And he's he's a wealth of knowledge. Like, he's already built and put his system together and uses it all the time. Um, So he's helping me along the way of this process. And I said, you know what, man, I'm just going to return this thing and be done with it because I can't afford another trip to FedEx. I mean, I was waiting in these lines, you know, sending these this gear back. And he said, you know what? Alibaba or AliExpress actually has one uh, stateside. And he sent me the link and everything. So I ordered it from them thinking, you know what? I'm ordering this like from a Chinese distributor. (laughs) So I'm thinking this isn't going to be any better, you know, but you never know. Different, different vendor. So we'll see. But it's the same product. And this one came from AliExpress in a crate, unopened, perfect. And it was shipped out of Las Vegas. And yeah, done deal. So it's on my shelf. It's waiting to be plumbed up. In fact, that's what I was doing right before uh, we jumped on the podcast. So I'm hoping to fire that thing. I'm stoked to see how that thing goes. That's going to be cool. Uh, You want to do another one? On your uh, end? Trying to th- or you I know what? Let me do Yeah, one. go I'll ahead because I don't know if I, I have one on here. Okay. Uh, I'd like to... Uh, Left Coast. Left Coast Custom Knives says, I'd like to have templates cut and names chosen for a line of cutlery knives mm. so I can open the books for orders. And I think what he's saying is, is he wants <laughs> to have uh, enough stock in place so when people place orders... You know, he's not starting from scratch. And yeah. I think that's a great yeah. plan. That's it's one of mine I th- for this year, too, is to have sort of a regular product line. You know, it takes time to get that together. It does. I And I think what it also ta- what it I think what most people also don't realize is, is you should be good. Um, take take. Um, there's a couple of guys out there that may, basically make one knife yeah. and that's it. 
That's yep. it. They and um, I think his name. I think it was Aaron. Was it Aaron? They interviewed on the Knife Talk podcast, and there, and he just oh. makes basically one knife. Yeah, and he's been making it for like ten years. So yeah. you know, he makes this one blade. I think it's Aaron Goff, right? I think Pretty so. Sure. It might have been. Yeah, I'd have to. He he uh, he was saying that you know he really wanted to dive into the granular details of making one thing. And that's doing incredible because well. there's so many aspects what, you could dive into, right? Like I'm, I'm telling you, that's where the money is because yeah. you get re- when you and you listen to all of these custom knife makers and custom furniture makers, the sucks. time dump yeah, that sucks. is talking to the customer to figure out their yeah. custom order, what they want. It's, it's you want to know, you know what making custom anything is like it it is it is ninety five percent communication five yep, percent production you know forget it, about it I I'm the same way in fact I was just talking to Christy my wife this morning about that you know I said for for the entire time I have made furniture for people I have resisted try, making something and trying to sell it I said you know I've always sold my service basically uh, as a furniture maker and made custom. And I said, I'm, I'm done. I'm just, I'm fried with it. There's always drama. I'm ready to make two or three pieces on spec and sell those with a few options. You know, (laughs) I think you'd be good at also uh, coming up with plan sets for your designs and then selling those as well. Does that happen in knife making? It doesn't seem like it would, right? Because that's kind of your yeah. your specialty is the the pattern. Yeah, um, it it happens with the grinder plans. So yep. like I sell the I sell just the plans, and I sell a lot of those, and I also sell them on Etsy because uh, yep. Etsy does a separate uh, marketing campaign that I don't do, and uh, I sell you know people buy the knowledge, yeah, you know, and I yeah. think that's you know, worth, worth looking at in for you because you already have a following. You could potentially leverage your Instagram following uh, and, and what your, you know, your audience here. And when you, when you start telling people about what you do and what you're doing, uh, take uh, Brad Rodriguez, for example, he sells a lot of plans. That That flip, flip top cart that he makes is it's, it's, he built it once. He made the plans one time. His website distributes the PDF for him. Yep. My website's the exact same for the 2x72. And it's a unique concept that you now have all of the ability to market it using your content. So you can go out and yeah. you can create content based around it. And then people watch that and then they get excited about it and they'll, they'll, they want to uh, support your work, even if they're not going to build it. Yeah. They'll they'll buy the plan, so it's definitely something to look at. I think I've you should, seen you that. Should examine you, it. You you wouldn't believe it. I so I've got two or three leatherwork patterns on Etsy right now. Okay. One is a like a field notes notebook wallet, and another okay. is uh, I got a kid sized apron. Right? apron. Yep. Yeah, and I've got a sunglass case uh, that I designed. Both of them, I've done projects on Tandy's website, and I think you can still find uh, some of the content. I've got a YouTube video on how to make the uh, Field Notes wallet. Um, I sell more of those little plans at two bucks a pop, three bucks a pop. You know, I probably sell two to three a week. You know, it's enough for coffee. Um, (laughs) And, 
so I, I, I agree. The other thing, and this is a really, this one kind of blows my mind. I have a six piece, um, French curve template set that I 3d print. Okay. I sell those like hotcakes. It's ridiculous. The actual piece or the, the plans actual to make piece. them? Yep. The actual no six kidding. piece. French curve. Who who wants a French curves that much? I'm like, what are you fucking people doing with these things? <laughs> like, are you shipping them to France by chance? I don't get it. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I sell 50 of them a week or anything, but, yeah. Yeah. you know, in the past six to nine months, I've You're sold well. 20, 30 sets of them, you know? It's you, know what you, you know what you could get into uh, also- is now that you're doing 3D uh, or you're going to do CNC uh, with your new um, uh, wood router CNC, all of the things that you designed for that thing, yeah, that's, you can sell the DXF files for. Yep. Because people that's buy those as, I, a, as a means to get started. I've got a number of different ideas uh, for different shop jigs, you know, for woodworking. And ideally, I'd like to, like you're saying, you know, have plans videos to show their use uh and then what's kind of unique you know with woodworking most things i could flat pack you know oh yeah a few pieces of plywood uh with the right holes drilled in the right places and you know the right um the festival domino is a pretty universal um uh knockdown furniture you know type uh system they actually yeah. make little uh, connectors that go in kind of like the Ikea things, but better. And so you look at making, you know, jigs that can break down or, you know, router tables or different things like that. So I've been really playing around with a lot of that stuff, which, yeah, it's going to be a good year. I think you're right. I think 2021 is going to be a positive experience for us all. I do. Yeah. Do you, do you have a, uh, do you have any more comments on the work for it post or are they all I think over on that's That was it. it. Mr. Redbeard just said, uh, what did he say? Goal time is always a fun time of the year. Redbeard Ops. Goal time. Yeah, James over at Redbeard Ops. Looked, he was just interviewed by the, the, the Art of Craftsmanship guys. I heard it. It was great. I really I haven't listened that. to it yet. Yeah, I'm waiting for a time where I can actually turn it on and focus. Uh, I, I do them in batches. I do the, uh, yeah. the AOC content. They just... Uh, surpassed a hundred thousand subscribers on congratulations. YouTube. Congratulations, that huge, is awesome, and and well deserving. Uh, you know, just you, you. That's an understatement of the year, man. Those guys work so hard to create that content, yep. and they're so humble and yeah. great people to work with. It's yeah, I'm so happy that they're they've achieved this. They're I just a fantastic. great balance. What I think what I appreciate most about them is they're just a great balance of very traditional knowledge and, and somewhat modern, a modern take on it. Um, but then they're also just real, you know, it's a hundred percent real. You, you've just yes. entered that basement shop and it's like every other shop you look at in America, you know, we, it's the garage Mahal thing, right? It's we, right. we all get our garage Mahal going and, uh, and you look at that place and it's just like, yeah, you, you immediately feel like you're in New England, <laughs> you know, with like you the, feel, you feel like you're in a basement cobblestone yeah. foundation. <laughs> and I can remember as a kid here in Pennsylvania, a family friend had a basement like that too, you know, where it was just, yeah, you could tell it was rock and 
whatever other shit they threw together back then. And, and he had so much water in his basement and everybody did around here that you had a trough that kind of went around, you know, and a sump pump that would pump, pump it oh, out. Yeah. Well, well, that was, that was the pee spot. You know, when you went down to the keg yeah. to get a beer, you just pissed in the sump pump and, <laughs> and out it, it would go, you know, <laughs> I can still remember that vividly as a kid, like the so 19th cool. century urinal. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you can just really pee in Roscoe's basement. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching one of their videos one time and they got interrupted in the build because there was so much rain. Oh, yeah. That at that time, their basement, that basement started to God. flood and they had to like swap a sump. Oh, and get imagine. it out, get the water out of there. I mean, I lived in a 1927 bungalow that leaked like that, and it was the, my my shop was in the basement. And, oh. uh, my my tactic would be, I had no sump. Uh, I was at the top of the hill, so there really wasn't much need for it. But we did have one time where we, our base, the basement flooded, yeah, like bad. And um, I had some of that putty, you know that that expanding putty that yep. you can like shove into a crack and it's supposed to expand. And I actually used that and yeah. it worked, it, that which I was amazing. super surprised. Yeah, well, it, yeah, it actually worked. I, I was super surprised. But uh, all right, let's get back to the let's get back to these comments. We need to sidetrack. All right, uh, B cone knives. Hey, Mr. gentlemen, B. I have a few. He's got few, and he's gone so far as to label them one two and three with parentheses and everything very organized nice that, that, that man i that, think that i did Brian. that over in the other post kind of yeah drop my top five go for it all right here we go number one he wants to start selling knives oh no i started selling knives a year ago so i'm looking forward to expanding my skills in 2021 number two i'm striving to do a fantastic collaboration Ooh. with the one and only benjamin butler yeah. I can't freaking wait. And I can't wait to hear about it. That's going to be cool. Yeah. And number three, I'm hoping to up my YouTube video quality and quantity through more knife builds, reviews, and shop projects. Thank you both for putting on such a great podcast. Your content keeps us all entertained all year round. Hashtag work for it. Nice. Guy. Great guy. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I know that's early on in your collaboration with yeah. Brian, so um, I'm sure we'll get into that. In yeah, we'll get more into that for sure. Yeah, it's a good. I will say, uh, check out if folks haven't check out his YouTube videos. He's got some pretty good stuff out there. It's really it's great stuff. Great quality too, like his videography, and he's got somebody filming for him it, uh, in a number of them. It's really good stuff. And good. there's a lot of thought put put into. Yep. what he does and you can also tell that he's he's really good on camera yes you know, he, 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 the, what a lot of people don't realize when they're watching youtube is is you kind of have to be comfortable in front of that lens yeah and it takes a lot of time for some people to or some people never get it comfortable and you can tell and by watching their stuff is they don't like being in front of the camera mm -hmm. and YouTube is a unique situation. Most people don't realize this, but a lot of people watch YouTube, even if they're not fully invested in the hobby or the maker uh, making of whatever it is, they're following along with the story of that person. They're, yeah. they, they like the voyeurism that goes along with it. So, you know, not everybody who watches my content is building a grinder. No, they're, they're watching it because they enjoy to see somebody taking something and making a business or talk about that or talk about tooling or whatever. 
they may never build that tool. They may yep. never even make a knife or a grinder or whatever. It doesn't matter. They they just enjoy the process of watching what we're doing. Yeah. So that's that's why I tell everybody it's like, dude, just create content. You know, have people follow you around. I mean, tell your I don't story. think vlogging is yeah, tell your story. I don't think vlogging is like unless you're like a teenage girl that, you know, yeah. doing her, her thing and she's got a lot of money or whatever running around or whatever, but I just don't I don't know. For what we do, vlogging is really tough to to get past uh, that threshold but if you bring value and a story along with your journey there's no reason you can't be fully successful on any social media platform you decide yeah i agree people want to and you're right i think it's it's more about that than you know it's more about your story than it is about the project at some level right like yeah you could be farming ants um, but if you're an interesting enough person, you know, not even that you're, if you're an interesting enough person, if you're, if you find that sweet balance between sharing too little and sharing too much, right. There's, there's that mid middle ground and yeah, it's pretty neat. Yep. Yep. I, I totally agree. I think it's, it's, once you find what your purpose is part of for social media, I think you can, you can achieve anything. Yep. Put your mind to it. All right. I got a plan. How about you start at uh, crafting a life I want on Instagram and I'll switch over to Facebook. Okay. So if you go crafting. to my housework post and you'll see crafting, crafting a, life, a I want. life I want continue crafting a life I want says to continue to grow as a maker, adding new skills and tools and getting better at the ones I've already got monetize YouTube and continue to grow my channel. Nice. I talked to Sean this morning. He's uh he's one of those guys that I met through Dustin and Devin at the Art of Craftsmanship, yeah. and he's setting up a stabilizing uh, wood stabilizing setup, and he knows that I've built one, and nice. he was looking for some advice. So we were chatting back and forth. I was sending him some videos of my setup, and that's something I plan to dive into more in the future. Uh, I stabilize a lot of wood, yeah, because of for knife handles, but I don't ever film it. You know, I'm I don't thinking ever, about. I don't actually show it. Thanks to our our buddy Kuro's carpentry with his vacuum uh, pads. Now I've got the vacuum pump, and so I'm uh, like, I don't have much stopping me from starting to do some of that cactus juicing. Oh, dude, you can you can. If, the pump is the most expensive part. The rest of it is hose, yeah. a couple of fittings of of gauge, and then a piece of acrylic. And I actually, the way I do mine, as I use a like a four inch. PVC pipe with a closed end toilet flange at the bottom. There you like go. For, you know, yep. and it, and, and then I made some of that proto putty that Grant yeah. Thompson came up with. It's basically cornstarch and silicone. Yeah. Made a seal and put a lid on it and bang, bang I'm off and running. Nice. You know, I've so. got a connection here <clears throat> through my father-in-law who, who has a guy that's doing some logging on, on a small piece of property they got here. And, um, this guy also has a sawmill <clears throat> and he saves every burl, every unique anything, you know. And so oh, cool. I've gone over to the mill a few times now when I've been back here and, you know, we're talking six foot around big oh, slabs man. of burl. And so and walnut. Yeah. I think guy. I'm going to, I think I'm going to try to sneak over there while I'm home here and just grab a handful of smaller pieces, you know, or, see what he's got laying around basically and, and yeah. use that to start stabilizing some stuff. 
Yeah, there's if you get into that whole scenario, it takes it takes whatever you're working on to the next level because yeah. you know it's not going to fall apart. Right. You know, if you're working on something yeah. that's super intricate like these buckeye burls and stuff that I've got, they're useless unless you stabilize them. Yeah. I mean, they're just so fragile. You you can't do anything with them, but as soon as you stabilize them, it's like the color and the texturing that comes out of these things is just amazing. And I think yeah. he, he's got a pretty big kiln and I, I'll have to talk to him. I don't know if he kiln dries that stuff as well, but I'd be curious how that whole, you know, how that factors into the process. And we, we could yeah, go down you, that rabbit hole for days. Yeah, I, I can tell you just from my experience that you, the wood has to be dry. Yeah. I mean, it has to be, you, I kiln dry mine at about 210 Fahrenheit. There you uh, go. for about like i don't know just until i feel like it's dry enough but if you don't what'll happen Forget is it. is the moisture will come out during the stabilizing process oh interact and, with the juice and, and interact with the cactus juice and kind of ruin it and i mean yeah. it doesn't ruin it it just it's not the same so yeah you really want it dry so i use my ceramic kiln my big ceramic yeah. kiln i use for knife uh, uh heat treating i just throw my chunks of wood in there yeah. And, uh, I, I just, and I leave the, the little two holes open so that the heat and the moisture can escape. escape yep. I come in in the morning. I like, I'm finding all these fantastic pieces of downed cypress in the oh, swamp that's behind like me. Sinker cypress and, stuff. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, it's like green and purple on the oh, inside nice. and just cool as shit. And I'm going out there and retrieving it and then bringing it back here does that shit still it. go on like remember that fucking hillbilly that used to go find in that that sinker cypress in the swamp and yeah it's still oh that's it's on not that really discovery show anymore. yeah i was wondering if that yeah. got kind of shut down yeah the the preserve behind my house is is actually owned by the the HOA that I'm in and yeah. there's no restrictions on it, but like, yeah, these guys going out there finding all that old Cypress stuff in the, in the national forest. You Man, can't do that anymore. I, I was, there, there's people out there just retrieving stuff like crazy. There's yeah, uh, there's these berries on this particular uh, kind of palm tree that they use for prostate enlargement. And oh. I don't know what it is, but there's, there's like, hordes of people that go into these <laughs> woods and they come out with bags of the so like of course you, you know you can't it's very obvious what's going on so they're all getting you know right i don't know if they're arrested or cited or fined or whatever it's it's yeah, I, sometimes I feel like I'm in that movie, that Nicolas Cage movie adaptation, you know, where yeah. they're going through the woods and they're trying to look for that <laughs> ghost orchid. Like, it's some of that shit. The preserve behind my house looks a lot like that. I always you know? think of that with the, um, oh, up in Jackson Hole, you know, the, they have, there's a huge elk wintering range there just outside oh, of yeah. town, and it's inside the national park. Well, for years, and, and it may still be the case, I don't know, but... For years, either the Park Service or someone somehow got the Boy Scouts got access to that to collect antlers. And so it was a big oh. antler roundup, right? Well, so we used to laugh because it was, you know, all these religious scouts and then they'd sell all these um, all these <laughs> fucking horns as aphrodisiacs, you know, yep, to, yep, to, to yep, other Elk countries. Yep. They're like, oh this God. is such a weird juxtaposition of ways to make money, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's Boy Scouts who are doing the <laughs> right. wrangling. Yeah, nobody's... So there's a little bit of a conflict of interest yeah, going on there. Yeah. They're not, you know, what a, I don't know, Boy Scouts don't sell cookies, but 
Christmas Reese, I think, is is their their M- mo. But it was just always kind of funny. <laughs> that is funny. That is funny. We're gonna go Mr. Chuck sex Payne. drugs. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many jokes I can't tell right now because right. of this. I just cannot do it to the Boy Scouts of America. Uh, all right, Mr. Chuck Payne on Facebook. He says, "I just want to be a better maker in 2021." And Chuck, uh, Chuck just had a um, a raffle for a knife that he made, and I won the friggin' raffle. No, I won the <laughs> nice. I won the knife. Woo. So, and I I I uh, I responded to his comment on Facebook, and I said, "Well, I'll be judging that knife you're sending me very very heavily. Right. So just make sure." Yeah. I- Make sure it's perfect when you send it to me, Chuck. <laughs> He's friends with John Norwood okay. from old, old Hickory Forge. Yeah, Nice. All right. I got Ben's Bites. You didn't do Ben yet, did you? I haven't done Ben yet. No, no. All right. This is my hobby that people pay me their hard-earned money for my work. I better be having fun. That probably means learning new skills like heat treating. I would like to figure out forging. Uh, the challenges there are space. So challenges, he says, are he has doesn't have space. It sounds like. Yeah, he's got he's another basement workshop guy. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he's got some exciting things. I'm getting as we're recording this podcast. He has just wired up his new heat treating kiln. Oh, sweet! That he got in the in you know the not in the mail. I guess they sent it via freight uh-huh. to his place, and he, he's sending me. Uh, temperature updates because I am very <laughs> curious on the length of time that it takes to go from room temperature to 2000 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay. So I would imagine once we're done with the podcast, I'll have that information. In right. Hands. And the reason is, is because my kiln takes about an hour and a half to get to 1660, which is what about where I'd like to be mm-hmm. uh, non-magnetic to uh, normalize and heat treat. Most of the steels I work with, he bought a little bit better of a kiln. He's got, you know, a nice one where he can heat treat stainlesses, stainless steels and different things like that. So, yeah. um, I can't wait to hear about it because that's I'm, your I'm think I'm thinking about doing that. That's your myself. ceramic kiln and not your new. So your new induction is a forge, not a kiln. It's a right? forge. Yeah, it's okay. a, yeah, it's an induction forge. that will heat steel. And I would imagine if you knew what you were doing, you could heat treat using the induction forge. Yep. But the kiln, you know, has a type K thermocouple installed into it that gives me an accurate temperature. Uh, and then I have another device that will tell me, you know, um, I can stick it into a different spot into the kiln and, and I can cross-reference temperatures because, you know, the heat treating steel is very... Uh, it can be kind of a fickle process yeah. when you're getting into some more advanced steels. You you really don't have a lot of room for air. So, you know, these guys that are saying that they're heat treating high carbon steel, unless it's like, you know, 1095 or something, which is pretty simple to, to, to heat treat when they're doing it in a forge, they're guessing, you know, they right. don't really fully know. And none of these yeah. guys have Rockwell testers, so they don't fully know what they're coming out with. Yeah. Your file will skate across the surface. But you're really not sure, you know, yeah. what what you're, what you're getting at the end. So I started doing extensive work with just ADCRV2 because that's what I've been using for a, a few years. Mm-hmm. And I really like it. And I realized if my oil is even 20 degrees too, too warm. Right. Because ADCRV2 loves a quick quench. 
uh, I drop a couple of points in HRC. So, you know, you're really, yeah. So you really got to pay attention. So I'm, I, I'm considering a a new kiln uh, this year, maybe possibly. Yeah. It is like, I think I commented on your post though, you know, just the, that ability to, you know, you have an old ceramic kiln that you, you have made work for the process to me it's always so cool to do that you know and it's probably one of my favorite things you know i'll see some new fancy tool uh, you know like wood woodpeckers as an example i do do some work with woodpeckers in fact you'll love this speaking of of free stuff i get a message on instagram on i think it was saturday morning it was saturday morning because it was before we came home here and it was from uh, Judy at Woodpeckers. <laughs> she says, "Hey, I'd really like to send something to Jack. Can I get your address?" Oh, <laughs> I'm that's like, nice. Are you kidding me? Because Jack had made some, turned some bowls uh, for for oh, Christmas see. presents, right? I saw and, that. Yeah, and of it course. Awesome. He uses Woodpeckers tools, and when you're just as handsome a young man as he is, apparently the Judys <laughs> of the world. Uh, uh, you know, stand up and take notice. So, Jack's, yeah, I love that. Jack's got a, a nice present coming from Woodpeckers, which I thought was hey, just man. really, really sweet and really cool. But <laughs> everything that comes out of Woodpeckers is oh, it's gold, man. It's you know, quality. it's the best. Yeah. They, they, well, they made top a quality. um, they made a, a table saw fence stop system. So, uh, for repeatable cuts, typically oh, yeah. that would be for cross cutting, but this allows you to do it for ripping or cutting dados or things like that well of course i looked at it and went well shit a couple pieces of t-track and a few stops and i can do that (laughs) so of course i went at it and and started doing it and then talking to woodpeckers you're like hey how about we send you one and you test it (laughs) all right sounds good ben Ben, don't show everybody how to do this for free right we we would love to we would love to jump in on this real quick (laughs) 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 you take a sharpie and write ben peckers ben peckers Peckers tools right (laughs) the next best best thing i've been looking for a new name (laughs) ben peckers ben peckers uh joshua Perkins says to start working with stainless steel for knife making and figuring out the heat treating and tempering cycles for them and different steels. Uh, yeah, the stainless steel is a whole different animal, Finicky. Josh. Uh, don't ask me because I don't know how to do it yet. So um, let's see. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to go through a couple of these. Just, I think I got yeah, one more I'm, from pickle cutters, but that might be it. Okay. Uh, Scott Wilkerson, my buddy Scott, he says, uh, professionally, he wants to help people buy and sell homes. He's a real estate agent. And then he said, personally, he wants to get back out in the shop and start working with wood and metal again and be grateful and enjoy my life and the company of my family and my friends. And that's, uh, I think a lot of us are thinking the same thing, Scott, you know, being kind of quarantined up, we're all itching to see family and friends and, um, if I didn't have my workshop, I don't know what I would do. I think I'd be uh, amen. in a bad way. Amen. You know? That thing has saved me from insanity more than once in these yep. past yep. nine to 12 months. I'm with you. I'm with you. So, all right, you got another, you have another one in your list there? Yes. Was it Nick I from Pickle Cutters? Pickle Cutter says, make Pickle Cutters an official business and go from there. I'd say I'm doing good enough 
to make it legit, right? I would say so. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know if you read the response that I gave. Yeah, uh, so Brian, underneath that, <laughs> the, does the Canadian oligarchy allow private citizens to own their own businesses? <laughs> <laughs> Damn Canucks! <laughs> I see a whole bunch more comments on that. See, by that's the way. what's There's weird. Like, I okay, you so can't see them. Let me go down. So maybe I'm going the wrong way. Um, Hag KNT, did you read that one yet? Yeah, no, no, I didn't do that one. Okay, I went. I started from the bottom, so I. I ah, okay, we might have jumped a little bit then. Hag KNT H E A G underscore KNT would like to build a press of all things. Imagine that you and me both, and then CNC coming to soon to a theater near you. Yes, Brian House. Building a forge press, twenty twenty one. Drink, you must drink. Drink, <laughs> that's right. The game. <laughs> I forgot about that. I saw another podcast that us two did a, did their own uh, bingo card uh, with ah. funny little isms. Anyway, CNC Metal Design. CNC Metal Design says, finally finishing my studio. And begin holding maker workshops. That's Ooh, I awesome like that thing. I wonder where he is. CNC metal design. Uh, see, I, can, I always Phil. have a hard time. He's a veteran. Thank you for that, yes, Phil. Sir. Thank you, Mr. Phil. CNC plasma website. steel and aluminum. CNC router and woodworking. CNC or 3D prototypes and printing, welding, metal art, casting. This guy does it all. Check him out. Oh, he's in Virginia. Nice. He's in uh, Manassas Park. There you go. So if you're near uh, them, find CNC Metal Design on Instagram and go check out his classes because it looks, he's got them all linked up here. And he's got an Etsy store and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. This is really cool. Oh, man. Big time. Um, Phil. What's Phil up? Phil is killing it. He's going to crush it in 2021. Yes, he is. He's set up. The Bearded Beer Man. I don't know if we didn't read that one yet. My main goal is to start my life-making journey. And he has a question mark there, so I'm not sure if that's... (laughs) Just kidding. Uh, Get my my own business going. Switch jobs, because my current job is killing my drive. Learn some new skills and have a better year than 2020. Amen. I'm with him. And I'll tell you the thing about the job being soul crushing, even if it's not soul crushing, but it's not something you really want to do with your life. Quit and do something different. It's not worth it. You, you know, money is the thing. Obviously line something up that makes sense for you, but you know, don't just walk out of your job. Of of course. Yeah. I've done a ton of work that I disliked. And then when I got out of college and I started building my, my career, I had maybe two, three jobs. That's all I lasted. Yeah. You know, I, I just couldn't do it. Yeah. It's, yeah. I've, hard. I've said that too, you know, like I'll never work a job that I hate, you know, and sometimes you have to, and I realize that, but, but if, if there's any possibility or, or strategize on how to get out of it, you know, f- find your yeah. way to, to find your out, find the weak spot in the wall 
and exploit yeah, the hell hustle. out of it. Do a side hustle that'll turn into a primary hustle. Yeah. Because that's your hope. I mean, that'll give you purpose anyway. Amen. You know? I've done way too many terrible things. Yeah. I was just talking about that with who was I talking about that with? I was working in a kitchen one time and I was talking to my father in law last night. They they came over for dinner and I was telling about how I worked in a in a I really wanted to own an internet cafe. This was like I was probably like nineteen or twenty years old. The internet was like not even really a thing. I mean it was a thing, but it you know, people had to go to a cafe right. to use it. You know, yeah. if that makes sense. And I wanted to own one, so I got a job in one. And I just took whatever position I could get so I could be around it, right? And the only position I could get was a dishwasher. (laughs) So during the day, I'm building houses with my dad. And then I would work until 2 in the morning because it was also a bar. Right. So (laughs) I'm I'm washing dishes with the understanding that I'll get paid uh, in tip share. And I never once saw a tip share ever. And then I was also promised that I would be moved into bartender. Yeah, And, you know, now that I look back on Those this, I think to myself, right? these guys lied to me so heavily just to yeah. get me in there to wash dishes. Somebody it's to a 120 degree dishes. kitchen. Yep. yep. And they, of course, it's so much easier to find a bartender than it is yeah. a dishwasher. Oh, yeah. Why would you move a guy out of the dishwashing <laughs> seat no. to become a bartender? Yeah, there's no career uh, ladder there. <laughs> oh, man. I, I was just, I would, I think. I don't even remember how I quit that job, but I'm pretty sure it ended with me giving somebody the middle finger right. and walking out. Yeah. I don't know. The top the top I rung th- of that ladder stops at the top of the fridge because that's where they keep the trash oh. cans. Yeah. <laughs> the trash bags, uh, right? You learn that real quick. You're like, geez, yeah. what, I, what was I doing? Well, but know, I wanted if, to get my hands in there. Yeah. You know? And if you're and I think too, like so many times you people end up you end up holding out for that promise of, right? Whether it's yeah actually verbalized or it's conceptualized or you're like man if i just if i do this and i do it really sometimes it just it'll never change you know and that that's the reality and and i think waking up to that and going yeah this ain't gonna fucking change um but having you know making your own net i think like you said is an important one and if if you're following this show or you're into this community, odds are you've got two hands that are perfectly capable of making your next job, you know? Um, it's pretty 100%. Cool. And now is the time because oh, more never you didn't like 20 years ago, none of this existed. You, you didn't have this platform yeah. where you could show your work off and have it seen by hundreds of thousands, hundreds and thousands of people. If, you know, you want them to, yeah. you know, it takes time, but it's, it's really something now that you can do and yeah. it wasn't there before. So anybody that complains that it can't happen, uh, I ain't trying hard to differ. Yep. That's <laughs> right. You're not working for it. Nope. Get down and work for it. Um, I've got a few all right, more. I don't know what you, you got, got a few more. You, you want to read a couple? Have a hard out at some point, but just let me know. No, go ahead. I'm, I've got a, I've got maybe like six more here. Okay. Mr. Scott Wilkerson, realtor. He was on the show, yeah? He was on the show. Seems He's like the guy I bought my mill and my lathe from. Yeah, seems like a really good dude. Professionally really help more people buy and sell their homes. Personally, get back out in the shop and start working with wood and metal again. Be grateful and enjoy my life and the company of my family and friends. 
He cross-posted that because he, he Oh, you read that. that. Yeah, I, I read felt that like on Facebook. I was having then, deja yeah. vu there. but Yeah. <laughs> deja vu gotcha. Deja vu all Scott, over again. Scott's cross-posting. He wants to make sure that we see the that's comments. Right. So oh. that's good. I like it. Comments. That's engagement. I like it. I like that style. Ryan Chadbourne Knife Works says he wants to turn his new garage into a warm working shop. And once that goal is reached, I will set a dedicated amount of time that I'll be out there. there that is go. a great goal. Dedicate time to your side hustle. Yep. If you don't, there will always be something else that will draw your time away. Yeah. And that's I, I do that now. I just flat out tell my staff on these days, I'm not here. Yeah. I need to focus and do other things. So that's, that's very true. Carve the time out because if you don't, somebody else will take it out from underneath you. Miller Miller Knife Works. I have a few. One would be to ETS easily out of the army and move back home to Tennessee, start a new career, and the next chapter of mine and my family's lives. Awesome. Number two. What is ETS? I'm not sure. I was going to ask ETS that as well. out of the army. I don't know. Well, that's, number two is to continue to refine and develop my knife-making abilities and push myself to make the best cutting tool I possibly can. Miller Knife Works. He uh, is... I figured it out. Expiration of terms of service. Ah, okay. So it's something that the if you're in the military, it's called an expiration of your term of service. There you so go. So he wants to... He's a CH-47 mechanic with the U.S. Army. Thank you, C.J. Miller, for your service. And he makes That's a awesome. mean blade, too. I like that. Almost yeah. looks like a skinning yeah, knife. Um, yeah, skinner. Ah, it's beautiful. Good Jesse stuff. Jesse Harrison says, I want to get better at forging as close to shape as possible. And Jesse is, um, he is like a shop teacher at a high school. Oh, nice! And and he and his students have built two revolutions. No, and they have kidding. them running in their shops. Yep. And that yep. that was a goal of mine for a while, and I would still probably do it today to be a shop teacher. I think it'd be so fun. Somebody called me a shop teacher once. They said I'm like a shop te- teacher on YouTube. You got to look at yourself that way. I think to an extent, <laughs> right? You know, it's um, we are teaching people. It's easier for me. Um, to put that lens on in a way, you know, when I make content, if I can, if I can, you know, say, okay, you're not just a, an egomaniac standing in front of a camera making content for the internet. I, you know, yeah, I, it's easy to forget that you're teaching people. And if I remember that, it grounds me a little bit more, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. Someone said that to me. They're like, you're like, you're just like a shop teacher. You're like an educator. And I'm like, yeah, I guess you're right. Yep. Yep. Never thought of it like that. Maynard Maynard McAllister. I believe that's it. Get back into knife making. I'm starting by getting a revolution grinder together. Parts are on the way. I'm stoked to get back into it after a hiatus. Oh, yeah. Gotta love that. Hell, yeah. CJ Johnson says he wants to drop some pounds. So he wants to lose a little bit of weight. And uh, he also wants to do, he wants to make his spring cleaning last all year. Yeah. We all do. I'm I'm terrible at that too. I I find myself cleaning 
as I go as much as possible, but I spend more time. It's the curse of a small space too, you know, because even a small mess just totally fucks you up. Uh, Left coast custom knives. I'd like to have 10. Well, we, he crossed. We did that one. Yeah. What about Hooten knives? Upgrade my equipment. Yep. There you go. That's all I got from the big IG. All right, on Instagram. All right, let's finish out uh, Facebook real quick. So Jose Quintana, my buddy up in – this is the farthest that I've ever – now, that's not true. I can't say that because we shipped we shipped a few to Hawaii. So okay. we've shipped to, we shipped to Hawaii and we shipped to Alaska, but Jose Quintana is in Alaska. He actually messaged me and said, how much to ship to Alaska? And I said, it's free. It's, All right. And he's like, what? I'm like, it's – the postal service, buddy, like there, the we yeah. if it where. ships USPS, it's flat rate. We go everywhere, yep. uh, including Puerto Rico. Uh, so we sent one to Alaska, and he built it and did a great job. And he says he would like to exercise patience, learn how to make high quality, beautiful knives, and build a forge press. Another forge press. There you There's go. Another guy who wants Everybody to build a wants press. <clears throat> Man, I'm telling you. Uh, Lando Novak, uh, he says, um, uh, where should I begin? Where should I end? Get this business I just started growing and selling. Finish the power hammer build. Finish the 2 by 72 revolution build. And then move. Man. (laughs) I think you should do those things in reverse, Lando. If he moves, though, he's not going to have all that darkness to get all this shit done in. (laughs) You're going to build two very heavy tools, then you're going to have to move them. How about you move first, then build them? Yeah, Um, finish power hammer, then move? Mm. No, no, don't do it. Move first. Um, They're looking for, he's actually looking for a new house with a bigger shop. And he also says he'd like to help his uh, daughter continue to grow and learn. He wants to help his wife grow and learn uh, nice. as well. I like that. Have you been? Have you been to Alaska, uh, Brian? I have not been to Alaska. Farthest north I think I've ever been in the in North America is Windsor, Canada. Uh, can and yeah, yeah, what is it? Uh, Canada, just right? across Windsor, the border Canada. there, Michigan, right? There, I got a funny story about that. I, I, so I work for an airline. We used to fly in and out of the Ypsilanti uh, uh, hub uh-huh. just outside of Detroit, right? I had never been to Canada before. So I'm like, you know, I drive across the International Bridge and see yep. what Canada's all about, you know, because I'm up there. I got time to burn and whatever. And I used to jump seat on these flights, you know, so I'd, yep. I could just show my tag, walk up and get on a plane and go. So, yep. uh, I drive across the border. I get over there. And I'm like, Canada's just like the U.S. Like, there's no right. difference. Right, not much Like, difference. especially Windsor. Yep. Yeah, Windsor's just the same. Everything looked the same. And my, I don't uh, know what I expected. I don't know. My ex-brother-in-law is from there. Yep. I, we, I visited Windsor once. <clears throat> and you're right. The only difference <laughs> the only difference that we noticed, probably we went to the bachelor party up there, and the only difference that we noticed is that Everybody had weeds in their in their lawn, and that's because they Canada outlaws pesticides or herbicides on your grass, right? So you couldn't oh. use weed and feed up there. <laughs> it was literally illegal. The damn oligarchy strikes again, <laughs> right? So, <laughs> so no, everybody had fucking dandelions everywhere. <laughs> it's, like, it's the only difference between Michigan. Well, that and on the Michigan side, right? It was nothing but boarded up 
factories and houses and just yeah right unreal yeah, detroit driving. doesn't look that great and yeah unreal. it's yeah, looking good yeah unreal i should have had a passport when i went over there because i didn't have one yeah and then when, now, I, when i came back on my way back through i was in a okay so i'm in a rental car <laughs> that was paid for by my employer right i have no passport oh, now man. getting into canada no, no trouble yeah, I, I, no I i pull problem. into canada they're like hey what's happening yeah. have a little bats and then uh, and then on the way back, I get stopped and I'm thinking that my Department of Defense clearance, the, the tag that I have right. to get on these airplanes should be enough. Yeah, right. No I'm problem. thinking like, I don't I'm need with a the government. passport. <laughs> yeah. So it's Canada. Right? right. The guy's like, no, you need a passport to get in the U.S. I was like, Fuck. well, I don't have one. Right. And he's like. Get out of the car, sir. I was like, oh, oh, my God. I'm like, I've been I've been in Windsor now for like maybe an hour and right. a half or something. I literally I just, just came here to kill time. <laughs> and I messed up when they asked me because they go, they go, uh, is this your car? And I said, yes. And then the, and then the guy says, when did you buy it? I said, well, it's a rental car. He's right. like, is it your car? Or is it a rental? Yeah. I don't know. Like, so now he's catching, <laughs> catching me in all these right. things. Now he's got me flustered. So by the time, so here's what I had to do to get back into the United States. So I'm, I get back, I get to this thing. They, they pull my car around my rental car no. and they remove the seats. Oh, the, shit. Every, every, they take strip all the down. cushions. They strip it down. Cause they, what they thought I was doing was Just I'd only been hopping. in Canada for Right. Yeah, I was going back and forth, pulling, bringing stuff back and forth. They find nothing, of course. Yeah. Turn your I'm head. Just a huge cough. Yeah. <laughs> and they and so I'm standing there. I'm looking at this Ford Taurus with the seats taken out right. of it and everything else. Not not the driver's seats and stuff, but just like the re- anything that could pop out really yeah. easily, they took out. And then <laughs> they're like, "Okay, you're clear to go." I was like but my car and they're like you got to put it all back yeah together. it's all yours sorry yep. i just end up throwing everything into the trunk and then driving, <laughs> driving to the airport the i never heard whether you got or not insurance that car, like <laughs> that's the best knows? i don't know what can you imagine <laughs> yep i was no one on ever a, said anything i was on a fire assignment one time and and uh you know when you go on a fire assignment at very specific, you know, it's a big thing that you get a S you get a rental car approved on your, uh, on your orders, you know, and the, the order sheet that comes in from the fire and, you know, they detail out everything. Like even if you're allowed to bring your own laptop, it's on the, on your orders, you know? And, and I wow. was at a rental, um, at a rental car place and, you know, I've got all my fire gear and, Mostly it was, I work at a fire camp. I'm not like out digging in the dirt all the time, you know? So it's not a huge thing. I'm not looking for a tank to drive to the damn fire, you know, but I'm going to be on some shitty roads and everything else. And, and like the only car they had was just a rinky dink little, you know, hybrid thing. And I just, I said to the lady, I was like, you can give me that car, but it is not I guarantee you not coming back fucking looking like that. <laughs> you know, I'm like, that's just fine. Y'all give it to me. I'll sign the insurance oh papers God. and you'll never see it that way again. <laughs> and it was. Here's your Geo Metro, sir. <laughs> it's like I brought that thing back and then ash and soot and mud and fucking you name it just all over <laughs> is awful. a prius okay <laughs> yeah i'm yeah. gonna send you out there in a prius like you do realize lady i'm, I'm wearing a yellow shirt and green pants <laughs> like nobody wears this fucking out of have you, you seen know. the news <laughs> yeah like, there's fires out here <laughs> yeah. yeah oh my god oh pretty funny
Mr. Bruce Crooks, he's built a bunch of revolutions. He's down here in Florida with me. He's uh, on the other side, on the other coast uh, over in Plantation, I believe. He just plans on making it to 2022. There you go. That's his goal. He wants to live long enough to see 2022. We'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, Richard Beck, uh, Richard Beck from Beck's Armory. He says, get the second generation of Beck's Armory grinders into production. I know just, I I know how, I just keep letting other things get in the way. The possibility of success is just as scary as failure. I'm sure you understand this. Uh, I I do understand this and um, self-sabotage is a real thing. And I think what's important is that you share your ideas with others and uh, get their feedback and their encouragement. And then, you know, hopefully just keep moving forward every day. That's all I do. Yeah. I mean, every single day I do one thing towards my goal and uh, you know, sometimes those goals shift and change, but man, yes, you can self-sabotage super quick oh. by not moving forward. Yeah. Or not doing those things. And it's amazing so. how fast time goes in the end, right? Like yep. I think about yep. that all the time. I, I just recently had somebody asking me about, hey, like how'd you you got any tips for growing a following on Instagram? And you know, it's like I started thinking about it and about a year ago I wrote I did a big brain dump, just all these observations I had. You know, a lot of them are kind of null and void by now. It's a year later, but um what I realized in doing that was it was like, holy shit, I've been doing this for over two years. You know, that's what it takes. It takes one to two posts a day on Instagram for two fucking years. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> half the job is just showing up. Yeah, I mean, exactly. It really is. It really and legitimately People don't do it. Is. No. And if you can do that, whether it's uh, to build a bench grinder or to build a business or to build a following on a social media something i think you're absolutely right five to ten minutes a day every single day and you'll get there you know and you pepper in periods of time where you work more than that on it and days where you're going to spend half a day on it and you know it adds up and it adds up quicker than you think uh and, and you can get there it'll pay back in spades but it's it takes a lot of consistency and even if your end goal isn't met, you have to appreciate the path that it's taking you on. So, you know, if I went down, if I never followed the road of creating content, I don't think I would have ever made the grinder. Right. Right. And if you think of it in terms like that, it's like the butterfly effect. If if I hadn't made certain choices um, based in action, yeah. so like if I, I said I'm going to do something, then I'd do it. Even though that the end of that, whatever the outcome of that was, is different than my original concept, I still achieved a goal that, in my opinion, was even better than the one that I had set for myself. Yeah. It's funny how it changes, right? As you, as you kind of go through it and you, you take a little, you know, you don't take many 90s. You take little 45 degree turns here and there and you just kind of slalom yeah. through it. And it's pretty cool where it leads you if you just let it. <laughs> it's like that poster it says what you think success is and it's like uh it's like a dot on the bottom of the page and then a dot on the on the top of the page and yeah. it's just a straight line right but then that what it, and then it says what it actually is and then it shows the line just zigzagging yep. all over and then some of the lines go backwards and right. get like way yep. back behind the original dot and, yep. up and down no doubt but really what that line signifies is action and consistency 
and, uh, you know, making decisions. And some of those decisions aren't always going to be the best. And, you know, that's okay too, because I will tell you from, you know, I've been on planet earth now from 40, I'm almost, I'm almost 44 years old. I will say that 99.5% of my contemporaries are not doing what I'm doing. Yeah. I, I believe that they are just, they're just choosing a different path, which is fine. But you know, there's a lot of people that go, Oh man, you're so lucky. Or, you know, you, you know, you're really, um, you're doing this and this and it's, you know, it's, it's inspiring. I wish I could do it. You can, yeah. you know, it, it's just be careful what you wish for. You have to work really hard for a lot of like, for, well, you'll work really hard in the beginning for zero return right. or negative return. And then eventually the return will start to pick up and things will start to happen for you and it'll just keep flowing and things will make sense and things will change. Just like in like, to be honest, creating content for me and the business around creating content and building the grinder company, building housemade, doing all of that was way simpler than building my tech business because I had all of the experience from building my tech business. And then I just applied all right. of those principles you knew to this to next venture. And, and, yeah. And it what? took me 15 years to get where I went in 10 months. Right. <laughs> yeah. I could see that, you know, you know and, and like you say, it's, it's putting yourself out there and it's that un- the uncertainty I think has, uh, has got to be the biggest, the biggest hurdle, right? That's what prevents, you know, you say 90 to 95% of people aren't doing it. And almost a hundred percent of them never will. <laughs> you know, right. um, and, and for me, well, one thing, just speaking from my own experience, one thing that's always prevented me from doing it is that perceived initial jump. Right. And I think what's funny to me is, is looking at it objectively. I'm finally starting to realize that it's not a jump. It's not a jump at all. It's, it's, it's something that you work up to the top of the hill. You know, you, you don't, or, you know, you don't, you don't just jump up to the top of the hill. You build right up to that thing. And then when you get there, yeah. you just step out and you, you're like, I'm fucking here. I did it. Okay. Or, or, or you're not, or you're, you're halfway up the hill and it feels like you're there. Yeah. You know, too. Yep. That's the other cool part about doing work like this is yeah. where every day you're, you're, something new happens yeah. and you're, you're amazed at what you're able to accomplish. Yep. By simply just showing up and being consistent and having, you know, having a even a fuzzy goal. Right. And I think that's why I think the, the there was such a huge response to this post is because people overthink their goals all the time. And they, you know, they want to achieve all this. Let's just say your goal is to, you know, make a million bucks. Right. It, they think, you know, okay, I want to make, I want to make a good, comfortable living for myself. And that number equates to say a million dollars. Yeah. Once you realize that, uh, the million dollars is maybe say the final goal, but the true purpose and passion in the path that led you there was really the ultimate goal. Yeah. Cause you know, you're, 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 you're pushing hard to get somewhere. Yep. You're pushing to, to achieve a goal. And then when you look back, let's say you're standing on, you know, the top of that mountain and you're looking down, you're like, oh, man, I had a great time doing that. I really had a, and, and that's what you, that's what life is all about. I have this whole theory on heaven yeah. and hell and like, you know, how that all works. And I think, you know, our purpose 
on earth as human beings is to find heaven here. Yeah. And that's, uh, you know, if you're a religious person, you believe that, you know, uh, if you're a Christian for set, let's say, you, you know, they believe, you know, they believe that Christ died for, you know, your life, you know, he, he, he sacrificed yeah. what they don't tell you. And I think is, you know, a lot of religious leaders choose not to tell people this. And I think they should, is that the minute he did that, he died for everybody. Right. Not just the people who are, you know, believing in that at that particular moment. So you now have the, you have the freedom to become whatever you want because he, he did it. you know, gave that sacrifice. Right. So if you look at it like that, you can build heaven on earth, you can do it. And, and that's what, and again, this is written in our constitution. It's called the pursuit of, of happiness. happiness. Yep. Not happiness. Not happiness. Those You're not words, guaranteed happiness. Yeah. Not guarantee it. Yeah. I think about this all the time. Think about That's the wording. Our founding point. fathers, they put it in the Constitution. They said, you have the right to pursue happiness. Yeah. Yeah. And That's... And, and, and so many people confuse that with actual happiness. happiness right. Like, they put their hand out. They go, give me my happiness. Yeah. You owe me. You won't. Yeah, I, I, this country owes me. I pay taxes. Where's my happiness? Wrong. No. You have been given the right to pursue it. Yep. So go and pursue it. We won't stop you from trying to turn your life into your little heaven here. We and, won't slow you and, down. Right. You know? And in fact, we'll give you all of the resources yeah. you need to make it happen. Right. Yeah. All you got to do is we'll create, work for we'll create, it. We'll even create programs, right, to to help you out Absolutely. along the way. And if yeah. you're going to make a go of it on your own, we'll we'll help you with that. And yeah, I think you're right. And and uh, that pursuit is often overlooked, right? And I think you're absolutely right. That's that's ninety nine percent of it. Because once you get there, right, like once you once you turn whatever it is into whatever you're trying to turn it into, you've got to live with it there, right? So if you're not enjoying the pursuit, you're not going to enjoy when, you know, the goal when you get there, <laughs> you know, you make it to the top of the hill and it's like, well, I don't like the fucking view from up here. Well, right. And, point and some of proven. them don't like how they got there. <laughs> yeah. You right. know, some of them know that they did it wrong in the wrong way. Yeah. I, I sit in these business uh, groups with a bunch of entrepreneurs and there, uh, there's some guys in there who are serial entrepreneurs, right? And we 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 call them that because they they've built and sold multiple businesses yeah. in their lifetimes. And you know why they've done that? Because they thought that that first business, you know, that was their you know first go of it. That's what they thought they wanted to do. Yeah. And then of course it's not. it's not. So they sell it, and then they level up. They do something else, and then they sell it. And then, you know, a lot of these guys are older now, so they're like in their 70s. And you yeah. know what they're saying to me? They're saying to me, they're going, if I look back on it, I really wish I would have just done this. Yeah. I, w- I wish I would have just yeah, that, followed that was a fun that one. one I should have just done that. I should have just I really wish that. I would have done Yeah, these are the guys now who have more money than right. they would ever be able to spend in 10 lifetimes. Yep. And they basically are telling me they wasted yeah. their lives achieving that goal. Well, the they f- wish they would have done something different. And the fear becomes right, like, fuck, am I, am I, am I literally going to make belt grinders the rest of my life? Well, it doesn't matter what it is you're making. You know, am I going to make furniture this same chair the rest of my life? Well, 
it doesn't matter if you're making the same chair or you're making the same grinder or you're making the same knife. Uh, so much of it is all the same boiled down, right. That, uh, that continue, you know, stay the course, I think. And, and there's, there's an audience for every, uh, for every form of entertainment. Uh, there's a, a buyer for every product, you know, there's, uh, there's always a way to make whatever idea it is work, I think to some extent. Um, so, stay in that course and, and following it through, um, to me, just, it makes so much more sense, but it's funny. It's for folks, you know, and I don't necessarily, I wouldn't even consider myself an entrepreneur to, to any extent, which is kind of strange in a way, you know, just with where I find myself, but, but I think I'm starting to, and I think that's a that's a difference that I've even noticed just in uh, how I approach what I'm doing now versus how I approached it a year ago. You know, it's like a year ago, I would literally hold back. I would literally go, okay, I'm going to let that one Facebook marketplace post expire for a little bit because, man, what if I got too many jobs <laughs> you know like whole oh, fuck that you know like what the hell would i do uh sure, well yeah. you know you hire somebody or you you know whatever the hell it is and so it's interesting how now fast forward a year and i go all right i'm pretty sure i could handle just about anything in that regard you know too much business sure. if that's the problem i gotta have well that's one i haven't had yet and i'd like to try to solve yeah. that one <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, you have to multiply your, you have to take whatever you're doing and think about it in terms of scalability. Yeah. You know, can I scale this? Cause you as one person can only do so much. Yeah. Yep. And you figure out efficiencies and you figure out, you know, processes and you figure out methods and everything else. And it's, but it, but, but it takes a while to get there, I think. And, it, and especially for those who maybe aren't necessarily inclined to be entrepreneurial to an extent, you know, I think that that's something I see a lot, I think in this new social media driven world where, you know, folks just like myself, you find yourself sitting there going, man, you know, the future could be sitting right in front of you, you know, like there's enough cards in line or enough stars in line here, where if I put this together with that and the other thing, Wow, that's not a stretch anymore to think I could, you know, jump off this cliff. Okay, now how do yeah, I handle? Think that? about how many how many times you're once removed from your ultimate goal. Yeah, what do they say? Like, like you have a, a a million phone. dollar idea every day or every week or yeah. something is like the old saying or whatever. And I think the same can be true if folks would would look at their situation differently and go, wait, I I can make knives. And I do know probably 20 people that are willing to buy them right now. And I do have, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And whether it's, whether the goal is to jump and change careers or the goal just is to make enough money to build a two by 72 grinder, whatever it yeah. is, you know, oftentimes the stars are already lined up. You just got to draw the lines between them, you know? Hundred percent agree. Yeah, I, I really do. Yeah. So real quick, because yes. we're at the, we're coming close to the close uh, end of our our uh, session here. Uh, I real quick, I want to do my what's hot. I don't know if you have a what's oh, hot, but I, I have did. a what's hot. Let me go. You go, and then I'll look. I'll, mine I'll do mine up. first. 
so I'm reading a comment in the comment section. Sometimes I do this, uh, read the comment section in Instagram. And um, I was reading about provisional patents. And it was uh, actually Richard Beck who posted in the, the, you know, he commented uh, from Beck's Armory. He wrote, uh, uh, gave, sent me a link to do a provisional patent. There's a guy on YouTube that does it. Uh, it's actually, I'm not going to promote the guy that I was actually watching, but I, I read a, a comment from a guy who said he had been working on building his YouTube channel and he appreciated the content of the person. So I clicked through to watch, you know, what, what this guy's up to. Cause this comment's like three years old. Right. right? So, uh, the, the original author had responded and said, wow, man, you've got like 20,000 subscribers, like nice job. Uh, and, uh, this is a guy named Stu Crompton. And this goes back to uh, your comment about there's an audience for everything. Mm-hmm. So if you look up Stu, I'll put a link down in the, the show notes so you can check out Stu. But his entire channel is all about bricklaying. Nice. <laughs> okay. So if you look, and he now has, three years later, he has 170,000 subscribers on YouTube. That's and I know we're awesome. supposed to keep what's hot small. Yeah, but, but that, still. Here, listen. That's this a is, story right there. This is fascinating shit we're talking yeah. about. Bricklaying. Stuff I would never in a million years look at. I'm watching and yep. I'm going, this guy is proving the theory that there is something yeah, for everyone right? out there on YouTube. So Stu Crompton is the name of this channel. And he's a bricklayer. And, uh, and it's fascinating to watch him work. He's a, he's a stonemason. He's doing all this stuff. So it's really, really interesting shit. So go check him out uh, and give him a follow if you're maybe sort nice. of interested in bricklaying. So. Awesome. That's cool. I've got one. And mine's kind of another one of those where it was like this, this guy overnight blew up as well. And I always knew that he could. Um just because of his work is just phenomenal. And then it was like one day. So, so this guy, Nick Sawyer, Sawyer underscore design on Instagram. Nick was okay. lived in Boise for, for, I think he, I think he may have been born and raised in Boise. I'm not sure, but um, now he's over in Oregon and he just makes some of the just most drop dead, gorgeous furniture. Um, a really, okay. really great mix of sort of hand tool woodworking and, you know, traditional joinery and, and, and machines as well. But, um, his just design work, his attention to detail, his process, you know, you know, process stuff is just spot freaking on. What's the, what's the name of him again? What, uh, what, what is Sawyer, it? S-A-W-Y-E-R underscore yep. design. Ah, I found him. Yeah, Nick so Sawyer. Design furniture. Got it. Okay. And I've been yeah, thirty eight thousand followers on Instagram. Yeah, and he he blew up. I mean, honestly, I think well, he wasn't posting much for a number of years there. Um, and then we, you know, we would chat on and off a little bit, and hey, you know, I see you're doing the Instagram gig, and man, and he would say to me like, man, you're blowing up. You know, now I turn around, I'm like, dude you've blown up, you know, and, and yeah. rightly so. I mean, the guy's just does some really cool work and, and the amount of, you know, like I was saying earlier, uh, you know, not worrying that you can't handle the work or maybe you get too much work in the door or whatever. 
Nick proves that that's not possible. You find a way, you know, it's like the amount of shit that he pumps out is just really impressive. You know, he goes from making a rocking chair one day to this incredible um, little jewelry box or something with hand blown, you know, glass knobs. And it's like, where the hell do you have time to do all this shit, man? But his stuff is really cool. Really neat I, I stuff. I love his camera it's, angles too. He's yeah, he's, he's a really good uh, yeah. Things, so. He's also a, a a hell of a photographer and just a, a good guy. A, a, you know, good people. Hell of a craftsman. Good stuff. Well, very good. Well, listen, yeah. uh, real quick, I want to give a shout out to our show sponsors because we haven't actually that is true done that yet, and. There's uh, for this particular episode, we have Empire Abrasives. They make flap discs, they make sandpaper, they make belts for the 2x72 Revolution, not exclusive to the Revolution, any belt grinder you choose that has that sizing. The best ceramic belts I have used in my workshop. They are an official sponsor of the Work For It podcast and the Housework YouTube channel. Uh, you can go down in the show notes and click through. And if you are a first time customer, you can get 10% off by Ooh. using the promo code housework. Oh, yeah. uh, and they will give you a, a 10% off for your first order with empire abrasives. And uh, we, in the new year, I am going to be doing an empire abrasives giveaway. And uh, we're going to be doing nice. some merch and some belts and some other stuff that they've collected and sent over to me. And also um, we're working on uh, having an empire abrasives belt added to every one of the kits. Uh, it, it's it. not official yet. We're working on that, but uh, we'd like to give everybody their first belt and we'd like it to be an empire belt. Yeah. So if you buy a two by 72 belt grinder through house made, you will hopefully in the near future, get yourself a two by 72 belt from empire abrasives. The link is down in the show notes. Also isotunes, isotunes.com. If you're looking for headphones, people, PPE headphones. I wear mine all the time. I know you do too, Ben. I do as well. Oh, oh my God. I, I, I'm telling you, they're a lifesaver. I, I get more done in my workshop because I know I can listen to my favorite podcasts or music while I'm working in my workshop and studio. Yeah. And at the same time, with beautiful synchronicity, <laughs> my ears are protected. Yeah. Uh, do, uh, do you wear the muffs more useful. or the. Um... I do. I wear yeah. the muffs more. And it's because I feel like I feel like my ears are more protected, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I also got a uh I got a new PPE dust mask. I'll show it to you. I I know oh, you guys can't I've see this, seen but those. this Yeah. So it's like a uh it's it's they're essentially you could pop these open yep. and replace the little filters it's like a in half there. mask they call that or something okay. it's a half mask and miller welding supply sent this over to me and i effing love this yeah thing. um so this is something we're going to start is promoting. that 3m but, that uh, makes that or who makes that one i don't know who makes that, I, people I probably see it's, it's, it's that branded with miller oh it's miller okay see that i've it's seen that from another brand but that's awesome well, yeah, 3M maybe does they're make a putting half mask a, Maybe like they're this. putting the, uh, some kind of a custom filter in it for metalwork or something. For welders, yeah, for welders. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, Miller, Miller reached out. So you're not going to wear the, 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 the white 
I love that thing. Your that other my mask. white my white mask. So yeah. So here's the problem with the white mask with my 3M respirator, the 600 series. Yeah. It's got that those two oh, huge cups that yeah. cartridges, and the, and I can't wear the white mask. Yeah. However, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, this that would fit, would fit probably. That's that's badass. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, cool. So. I find with the isotunes that I wear my the pros that you know no wires. They're just the little almost like AirPod little, things. Little, I wear yeah, those quite free. a bit. Yeah, the free. I think it is. Yeah, and it's yeah. just the freedom of it. You know, I don't know what it is, but that fucking wire around your neck i, I can't I don't like do it, it, it drives me nuts i have a set of those too and i don't like it and for, i don't wear them I, you know a common question i get about isotunes that i had at first is you know there's a lot of noise canceling headphones out there that have sort of circuitry built in or software built in or whatever the hell it is that that literally isolates sound and gets rid of it you know you push a button turn a switch it's on uh, what I didn't realize until I got them is that they're literally earplugs, right? So isotunes are like yeah. they're earplugs with headphones built into them, which I think is really kind of cool. Uh, it def it it cancels all sound, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's almost eerie because I'll take a phone call yeah. and I can't hear my own voice. It's weird, yeah. To talk, I can hear. I I can tell I'm talking. You know, but I can't hear what I'm saying. I can hear the other person yeah. and they can hear me because the microphone is on the outside. Yeah. But it definitely is a weird sensation. So, yeah. Strange. Yeah. Go, go grab yourself some isotunes. I got some deals going on right now for the holidays, too. Yep. It's 100% worth every penny you pay for them. So, it is. Um, they are official sponsor of the show and also key nutrients hydration drink. They are, um, they sponsor the show because, uh, so many people do work in their workshops and studios and they're not staying hydrated. Uh, and so, uh, key nutrients, the reason why we partnered with them is, is because I'm a low sugar guy and they sweeten all of their key nutrient hydration drinks with stevia, which is a nice. plant-based, uh, sweetener. And you literally no calories and it tastes great and it hydrates you at the same time. And it gives you the much needed electrolytes that you need. If you're in your workshop and studio running around, you're hot, you're sweaty and you're, you know, you're not drinking uh, enough water. So gives you incentive to do so. There is a link down in the show notes where you can find your own key nutrients, hydration drinks. My preference is for the blue raspberry. I think it's delicious. Love so anyway, it. Mr. Ben. Yes, sir. Merry Christmas to you. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. You as happy well. uh whatever other I don't know. You're like uh are you a, do you celebrate Christmas? Yeah. Oh, I don't even know. Do they have Christmas in Idaho? They do. I, I mean yeah. I, do you put potatoes on you hang potatoes you know, from there? We give each other potatoes and make you know, some some make fries, some make hash browns. Some. All the all the gifts under the tree are like small, like oval round shaped packages. Right. Exactly. Oh, another potato. <laughs> potato potato. But <laughs> yep. Well, you have a great holiday as well. And I know it's not the same down there with all that sunshine, but I'm sure you'll bear it. Um, we will we will do the the hard work that is relaxing near the, the beach pool with my ties in the pool and yeah exactly Christmas Christmas does not feel like Christmas down here but right. uh, it's it's still fun enough I mean we're we're enjoying it if you got to be quarantined this is a pretty good spot to, to no stick it out, doubt so. all right man well happy right. holidays to everyone out there and we'll catch uh, I guess New Year's Eve right in the next one 
Yeah, New Year's Eve's the next show after this, and and I just want to tell everybody out there uh, that listens to work for it. Um, I I truly hope you guys have uh, an awesome holiday and that you get some time in your workshop. Yeah, and if you do, and you're out there and you're working and it's you know uh, you're making something around in the holidays around Christmas. Tag us. Yeah, shout We'd us out. We'd love to see your projects. We want to see what you're working on, and we want to see what you're working for. So, No doubt. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, everybody. This is Brian House for the Work For It podcast and Ben Jammin uh-huh. Butler signing off. Have a good one. Bye. See you guys on the flip side. <laughs> if you like this show, take a look at our other shows made for makers just like you at www.makery.network. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.